Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give, and there's no regular commitment. Just click the link in the show description to support now. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. So yeah, when I, when I started going out again in New York, it was different because I didn't know anybody here, you yeah. know? I mean, I had Leela, my fiance, yeah. and I had her friends and I had people who I was then, friend- like, then friendly with yeah. from visiting so much. Yeah, so I was really trying to catch my like sea legs again because yeah. I was like kind of drowning a little bit. It's like I had like the odd gig, which was wonderful. Christian Corvette. Oh, yes. Christian Corvette, friend of the pod. She gave me a couple of my first gigs with nice. Legacy of the Witch. Nice. And brought me back when they did the Sex Witch tour as well. With Jack the with Stripper. With Jack the Stripper. And so we, you Another know. friend of the pod. <laughs> so I've been, so I, w- I was lucky with opportunities. I've, I was able to become friends with fantastic people. Um, and so I did like the odd gig for a year and then. I was starting to like stretch it again and starting to like do everything again. And I started doing like little, the odd like open stage and stuff. I've been really able to like stretch my wings a lot more with, with gender um, performance. Um, cool. And play in those spaces a little bit more freely because Brooklyn drag specifically brings you to a place where you can really like assert your gender and people are just like, yeah. What ups? Fuck with it. (laughs) You know what I mean? Like, let's go. (laughs) You know, it's very there. And everybody's here for everything. You know, I've beautiful. I've been part part of shows where people have literally shit on stage. Wow. And then thrown it out in the audience. Now it was a fake shit. It was a a sausage coming out of this person's anus. But um, that's fine you know do you <laughs> wow <laughs> shout out to faux pas le fay oh she's a crazy lady that is a, <laughs> that is a, that is a faux pas yeah <laughs> she's fantastic um uh, she does she and her wife aurora um do a show called eat me which i've been um privileged enough to be a part of for a few few of their shows and i have really <laughs> really been shown the stretch of what could could happen in dragon burlesque it's wonderful but yeah i mean bizarre also has become a home for me mm. with these people and bizarre you can just see some bizarre ass shit bizarre, um, bizarre the bar yeah bizarre bushwick um on 12 jefferson mm. <laughs> uh that's that literally you can do whatever you want in that space wow and it's insane um but yeah with all of with all of that with all of that i've really been able to like stretch my wings a little bit which has been awesome so will you describe some of your routines for us oh oh god <sighs> i have 
honestly, what my drag looked like a year ago is so different than what it looks like now. Well, give us an example of, of something a year ago and then something okay. recent. So, a year ago, I was leaning more towards burlesque. Cool. So, I everything I did was a little bit more on the sexier side. Okay. So, it would be like, um, like that wine act that you saw at Sex Witch. Yes. Um, so, I... I had an act. I, ha- I have an act. I would still do it. I have an act where I uh, basically like invoke the devil. Uh huh. Or uh-huh. or I don't think it's actually like invoking. It's more like he kind of slides in without my knowing. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> slides in. Um. It, so <laughs> like in the beginning, I'm just like, oh, I just kind of like invited. I invited this like little horn spirit into my life and then I kind of get into this moment I get into this mode where in the middle I'm kind of like in there's like an incantation with candles and mm-hmm. in, situ- in that whole situation um and then I start to strip yeah and I take off my long sweet wig to reveal a high pony uh-huh, a high uh-huh, ponytail uh-huh. and I'm like nearly naked and I pour a full bottle of wine on myself red wine red wine ooh and does it ooh, the sweet stench of red wine <laughs> <laughs> do you do you, you got to make sure to keep the the, the sugar the bits, out of out yeah, of there out yeah. of the bits yeah, yeah, I, yeah I keep the bits covered uh, <laughs> sometimes i feel like all i talk about on this show is don't put sugar, sugar in your in your bits in your bits don't get the sugar in your bits um but yeah so i i do that and uh that's like the the high point and uh end of that number is like the very end i like pour most of the wine out and then if there's any left in the bottle i chug it down for the last few seconds (laughs) everybody everybody loves a good red wine chug oh my god and it got everywhere like literally like i had a tarp on stage and i thought i was far enough back i i also tried to tell the audience i was like if you were because there was people like sitting in front of the stage at bazaar i was like if you are in this area it is the splash zone yeah like it's definitely definitely you are wearing a white flowing stevie nicks outfit to the sex witch tour it is about to get tie-dyed yes exactly truly it was like please please do not sit here if you were wearing anything other than black (laughs) and if you care about it luckily uh, everybody there was everybody wearing was wearing black. <laughs> <laughs> um, what was the song that was playing? During I that? did. I started with uh, a cover of "Me and the Devil" uh-huh. by Soap and Stone, and then ended it with uh, "Bedroom Hymns" mm. by Florence and the Machine. I got to pat myself on the back for that one. That was a good mix. Oh yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, so that's that would what that's what a year ago looks like. Yeah. My most recent, like, new number, mm. I did Week by Skunka Nancy. Mm. Uh, and I did that similarly incantation driven. Um, but I come. I'm out- seeing a, a theme emerging. <laughs> Do you think maybe? <laughs> Am I a witch? <laughs> have you Oop. have you accepted Satan as <laughs> yes. your personal the Lord and Savior? Whatever. I mean, probably not. Uh, <laughs> to be, tell you the truth, he's he, he's not into he's, that. He's not into that. He's not and, trying to. You know, he's not trying to cuff anybody for the season. You I, know? I certainly hope not, because it uh, he'll be very disappointed. Mm. I just mm. I don't like boys like that. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm sure he could turn into whatever you wanted him to. But the underlying theme is not your. A man, and I can't. I can't, I can't really get a lot. 
<laughs> um, but anyway, <laughs> Satan's like, oh, yeah, foiled. Dang it. Dang it. You're it the took, one. It took, it took millennia for someone to figure out how to, how to get one over on me. <laughs> um, but yeah, he, <laughs> Mia just start having conversations. Yeah, he's like crazy. It's whatever. He comes around sometimes. I'm just like, no. <laughs> that is kind of spoiler alert, the ending of The Witches of Eastway. Tr- truly. Yeah. <laughs> Which we've had a long conversation about. Yes. How wondrous that film is. True. <laughs> um, but Cher's outfits, especially in the beginning of that movie, are so much. Honestly, Cher through that like time period in her life from Silkwood to then was like the sail, the ship that sailed a thousand dikes. <laughs> Truly, so true. Like, <laughs> like they were just, they were all getting on the ship from then to then, and like so we were true. all hoping she she would like come on over, but she just never did. Yeah. She does share. You do you share. You do you. We believe in it. True. <laughs> we share the belief, if the, you will. Oh, shit. <laughs> um, but anyway, yes. Yeah, so uh, that was a year ago. Now, yes. So Skunk Anansi, I did Week by Skunk Anansi. And um, it's mostly, it's sort of a draggy. It's more draggy than I would say my previous work. <laughs> but I come out uh, and I have a heart in like a scarf, so you don't necessarily know what's in it. And I have a, I have a concealed heart scar. So oh, by nice. the end of the number, you realize that, ooh, excuse me, you realize that the heart that I unraveled, they're mm. like, oh shit, and then I stab it. It's filled with blood, mm. so I stab it, and the knife comes up like really bloody. Is it uh, a um? Is it like a like a like a heart from the butcher shop like or oh no. no oh god that would be amazing that listen <laughs> here to give the ideas <laughs> make it real um but no <laughs> it's like a fake it's a fake heart that gotcha. i like take the stuffing out of and i fill it with blood um and um i stab it with like a sacrificial knife it comes out bloody and then i take off like the a little like a uh, feathery rough situation and it reveals that i have a scar on mm. my on my chest mm. Um, and I have now stabbed my own heart, but I'm only empowered by it. Mm, mm-hmm. And, um, and it's a very intense lip sync to that song. Um, the, the 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 overarching theme is like, I'm very, I, as weak as I am, uh, I, I, I'm not going to cry over spilt milk. You know what I mean? Like nice. I'm a very emotional person, but I'm still quite like I'm fine. This yeah. is fine. We'll yeah. move on. It's yeah. good. Like Only I know it's worth it. Yeah. Exactly. Like yeah. I know we're I know it's going to be okay. Yeah. Um so yeah, I stab my I basically I stab my own heart on stage and Great. I like really intensely lip sync out into the audience and people seem to really into it. <laughs> Fuck yes. Yeah. And will you describe one of your like early drag king routines? Yeah. That's one thing that hasn't changed much. Mm. Um, so I would, uh, my earliest drag routine, my earliest drag king routine, um, was a song by Mark Ronson and, um, Boy George. Mm. Uh, I can't remember the name off the top of my head, but, uh, I did a, I did, if you know, that's the only song they did together. So if you know the song, (laughs) you know the song. And it was like a very emotional lip sync about like losing friends and like coming into your own. It's like a coming of age story. And then, um, I, I love narrative pieces. I love a good narrative lyrical situation. Um, so I do that. And at the, uh, I like lip sync through this whole song. Um, and by the end I take off my shirt and I realize and you realize like I'm bound, like I'm fully bound by like really obtrusive duct tape. Not like now I can 
bind a little bit more um, securely and mm-hmm. like a little more discreetly. Um, but at the time, the way that I was binding, it was like very clear. I was just trying to make them go away. So yeah. like by the end, you like see me in like silver duct tape all across my chest, like binding my chesticles. And um, it's like this kind of emotional reveal at the end of the song. Um, and my now my newest... Well, my, I would say my signature drag king act now is to Real Men by Tori Amos. <sighs> and it's a revert. <laughs> you thought you thought the vagina music was done. I did not. I, didn't, <laughs> I thought no such thing. Um, um, but okay. yes. And it's a reverse strip of me getting into drag on stage. Wow. Uh, so by the, by the end of it, I'm f- fully dressed. Is that from her record that is all Strange covers of yeah yep, yeah it's so good yeah it's so correct i have tried for years to figure out what song mm. i would do of tori amos because i love her so much she's like oh my god she's my absolute favorite and speaking um, of looks that i would invoke for my oh my god, baby dyke days the fucking like little slip with the, the slip, baby heels the sli- the the like yeah the lacy yes slips as you should bring a dresses. piano bench that you can just straddle every every few seconds <laughs> Fair, like a lots of lots of fairy stuff anyway yes, we, you know we'll entirely. i'll save it i'll save it but yeah <laughs> save um, it for the party yeah yeah you gotta save something to be revealed mm-hmm, um mm-hmm. But yeah. um so yes i and i and fully <laughs> in drag and um yeah that's i would say that's my signature act as a drag king now Fuck um yes, but oh i'm always always doing like i even did one uh when i uh, to um what was it? The Magnetic Zeros, Andrew and Drag. I did one where I was like, at, by the end of it, I also get into drag. Like I'm pining over a drag queen mm. at the beginning of that. And then I know I mixed it into something else, but I can't remember at the moment what it is. But I mix it into something else and then I bring a bag on stage and I like put a bra and heels on. Like nice. I like kind of de-drag a little bit and put a bra and heels on. And I'm like, hey, hey who now knows? it's me. Yeah, who knows? what i am <laughs> surprise uh <laughs> so that yeah sort of this sounds like that's your that is my <laughs> do you see a theme <laughs> satan and <laughs> who knows <laughs> satan and who knows literally in quotes <laughs> who knows a lot can happen in three years like a chatbot maybe your new best friend but what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at UH1.com. Hey, why are people into that, listeners? Tina here, just popping in to let you know that PleasureChest.com has a special role-play section of their site to inspire your Halloween season with toys and apparel for the inner witch or werewolf that you're dying to unleash. And don't forget, for the entire month of October, you can get 50 to 70% off select Halloween apparel, accessories, and lingerie at any Pleasure Chest store. If you prefer to shop online at PleasureChest.com, you'll get a free mystery trick-or-treat bag curated by a sex specialist with every online purchase from October 25th to October 31st. The New York, LA, and Chicago Pleasure Chest stores have also been offering special cosplay and costumery classes, including an animal play workshop taught by yours truly. 
Follow at Pleasure Chest Stores on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook for updates. And have a safe, slutty, spooky Halloween. I'm going to tread carefully mm-hmm. with this topic. Mm-hmm. Because what I want to ask you about is sex. Mm-hmm. And, and what I want to ask about is the connection between gender performance and, you know, arousal. Mm-hmm. And I'm aware that there is a very problematic territory that I want to not avoid, but like acknowledge and be like, this mm-hmm. is a, this territory this sucks. Yeah. Uh, yeah, this is a problem of um, the idea of uh, especially the concept of men dressing in drag for the sole purpose of their, of their own arousal. Mm. Right. Because like, like the th- the option of like transvestite for for like for sexual, sexual grad- arousal like yeah. a kink basically yeah yeah now so here's part of the reason that I want to talk about this so carefully is that mm-hmm. like the fetish of cross dressing mm-hmm. is in my esteem a non problematic I mean I I I actually think that anything that turns you on that does not involve harming another person is is healthy and permissible if 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 there is if someone is harmed in your fantasy and you have a an understanding and a context for that that's also okay if it's like Mm -hmm. a fantasy that exists in your head or there is like a like a a a role player scenario uh uh, being performed that everybody consents to of of you know a scene of consensual non-consent or you know exactly but like so the difference between like fantasy harm and real harm. Right. Cisgender men who are turned on by wearing feminine clothes, mm-hmm. you might call that cross dressing mm-hmm. or the, the 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 sort of the dominatrix, you know, offering of forced feminization. As my friend Mistress Blunt calls it, fem induction. Totally cool. Uh, I have had clients over the years. I have a lovely client now um, who is into that. And I don't think that there is anything Basically, what I'm getting at is that I don't think that there is anything inherently transphobic about being turned on by dressing as it, uh, yeah, wearing feminine clothes or dressing, being turned on by dressing as a gender that is not the gender that you present in real life. Right. Um, I mean, you know, going back to the idea of like inverting the binary, I totally get turned on by. I mean, putting have you on seen... suits and yeah. being even butcher than I right than I normally am. Yeah, me and Lila were actually talking about this. Gillian Anderson just let out like a photo series with her Windsor London collection. She has to know. She ha- like I. She, she has she, to know. She knows. that like old like older butch lesbian Draco moment <laughs> is like definitely. De- like she knows who like she has to Julian but, Anderson knows <laughs> but anyway yeah side note like that no that's not know? a side note that's very relevant yeah, yeah. like and, yeah. I, I I don't think there's a I don't think there is inherently in that kink any version of transphobia it's when it becomes like it, when it becomes something of a like oh I want you to degrade me in a certain way that includes transphobic language mm. that we cross the line, I feel, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. you know, because there's a very That's a good gauge. Yeah. There's a very easy trip into like 
that kind of like defamation kink mm-hmm. in those in that clothing that could slide into slurs mm-hmm. and just an uncomfortable territory. Now, would we ever even know if that's happening in someone's personal life? You know what I mean? Like would but it does uh but I feel I feel like that's where it becomes really murky waters is that like if your kink is being in that clothing and being in hu- being humiliated, mm. there's a possibility if someone's agreeing to that and then using a certain kind of language that the person you're working with, a person that you're like choosing to engage in this with is a transphobic person mm-hmm. or, or is you- grappling with their. Yeah, exactly. Their transphobia. Or you, if you are asking for a certain kind of degradation and the use of a certain kind of language that you are, one, maybe trans and should really think about that a mm. little bit. Mm. Um, but also, if, you know, if you put that kind of defamation with that kind of clothing and that kind of act, you're punishing yourself for a certain, for a certain need. Mm. You know what I mean? So it's really... There's like a, I'm sure there's like a whole psychology behind that. Yeah, kind but of psychology thing. is so traditionally exactly. transphobic. Yeah, so. it's true. Not Indeed. to mention misogynistic. <laughs> yeah, entirely. Not to mention racist. <laughs> yes, entirely. Um, so it, it, there's like a lot that goes into that. I personally have ne- like I, I've never really come across. I've never come across that moment. The kink questions for a trans man who or a transmasculine person who does this kind of work or a very different kind of like mm. uh, situation. But I feel like there's nothing inherently wrong with that kink with a tr- like a transvestite or like cross-dressing kink. I don't think there's an- anything inherently wrong with that. But when you get into the defamation of mm. a person in those clothing or you find that humiliating or you find that, you know, it, it rubs you right in the way that it is humiliating. There is a, there is a certain amount of misogyny that comes with that. Like, I I totally agree. And yeah. you know, it, listening to you talk about it, it makes me think about how, like, a lot of the time, what people who have cross-dressing kinks are turned on by is not what I've seen. What I've seen a lot more of is wanting to be degraded using sexist or or misogynistic language, Mm -hmm. whether it's you dirty little slut or you're such a little whore. I feel like it's actually less common, like wanting like transphobic slurs Mm -hmm. to be used against them. And it's interesting because it's kind it kind of feels related to the idea of like punching up or punching down. Like Mm -hmm. when it's like when those when a word like slut is not used to oppress you, then right. then and you are getting off on being called it, I think you just want to think about what that means and how perhaps you can balance out the fact that you get off on that with trying to make the world a better place for the people who are oppressed by that language, right? right? So, like, if you are a cisgender man who gets off on being called a dirty little slut, what are you doing to close the wage gap? <laughs> Seriously. <laughs> yeah, yeah, And, yeah. like, if you are a straight cisgender man who really gets off on seeing yourself as a 
transvestite, seeing yourself as a, as a crossdresser or seeing yourself as transforming into a woman within the context of a kink scene ushered by a dominatrix into a femme induction or forced feminization. What are you doing to make the world a safer place for femme identified people? Yeah, specifically trans people and specifically yeah. trans women. Yeah, so it's a little bit like, okay, if it turns you on, it turns you on and trying to repress it it's just going to like lead to more thorny ugliness. Right. So like, why don't you go ahead and get your kicks and then take responsibility for right. the cool down session is what, you know, like the aftercare is. So what are, what are we going to do with that energy <laughs> in our daily lives? Dude, totally. <laughs> exactly. Okay. So now that we've solved that. Done. Uh, Next. Solved, done. Uh, God, we're solving so much today. Yeah. It's so productive. So my question for you is, mm-hmm. You know, not to be brazenly like, do you get off on doing these performances? Mm-hmm. But it's specifically just like, how do you feel in terms of your body? And in what is the relationship between your performance energy and your sexuality? I entirely get out of drag after these gigs because it's heavy. It's a lot. It's like uncomfortable in some situations. So afterwards... I, I'm not in it. Like, yeah. sex for me does not include Satay. Interesting. Does not include Satay at all. That is fully Matthew, and Matthew and Leela have a lot of fun. <laughs> so that's that's how that goes. Because Satay, honestly, is much different than me. Like, it seems, mm. I'm sure it seems subtle for other people, but I think if you interact with me outside of drag enough, you would see the difference in how I interact with people in drag. It is so performatory mm. and like very performatory. Is that a word? It can. It is now. Well, we're going to use it yeah. anyway. It's yeah. great because it's, it's, yeah. <laughs> it's like um, oratory and, and performative yeah, combined. It, perf- yeah. Yes. That's the word performative. It's very performative and it's super different than anything I do outside mm. of that, especially if it's femme, especially if it's femme. Because it's like, I do not want I do not want you to touch me if you think I'm a woman. Wow, that's see this is really interesting. I do not like do not even cross the boundary if you if your first thought is like I want to fuck her. You know what I mean? Like yeah. that is an issue. Like that is not at all what this is and you should stop yourself in your tracks and turn the other way. So, <laughs> so if I was an asshole mm-hmm. and I was going to say to you, then why do you show off if you don't want to be desired? Yeah. Like, why do you show off as femme if you don't want to be desired as well, femme? I, the thing is, I don't How mind the desire. Mm. You can desire me as a all you want. There are certain performances that I do. Just that keep are it just, to yourself. Yeah, truly. Yeah. Like, don't come up to me and say, hey, I want to, you know, I want to. I want to like fuck your tits like or something like that, which they're too small to do that. But but, you know, like if that's if that's the conversation you're having with in your with yourself in your head is that like. I want to fuck this person as a woman, then you don't want to fuck like you want to fuck Satay and that's fine. Mm. Femme Satay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That's fine, because if you like if you like women and you like femininity, then. Yeah. Yeah. Like you're going to think about things like you're that. Good anyway. at it. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. Cool. 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 But like, don't approach me with that. You know, I mean, in this case, in this is a scenario in which I'm either like single or poly, which I'm neither of those things. But if I was open to those situations, yeah. you know, this is if if your next step for you is like 
if I got com- like if I got completely naked in front of you and you're like that's a that's a woman that doesn't that's gonna like cause issues in our. I mean that they would be wrong. <laughs> Precisely, yeah. they would be incorrect and nobody wants nobody. to be incorrect in bed. <laughs> exactly, <laughs> and I like I also just feel like that's part of the territory in a certain kind of burlesque. My burlesque doesn't really incite that kind of excitement because it doesn't it doesn't do that anymore like i don't perform it to be sexy anymore yeah well that's part of why the the, like beauty of like bringing in elements that are alluring and seductive Mm -hmm. and then totally bait and switching yeah yeah and then you're you're like pow like this is abject or like this is disgusting or yeah exactly so (laughs) gotcha now there there definitely are nights where I have residual like excitement and adrenaline that mm. I like go home I take it off and I'm just like hey are you up for it I'm up for it you know what I mean yeah yeah um, but that again that's entirely like Matthew to partner not Sate to my partner yeah, you know yeah and that's those are two those are two entirely different things for me really well that is a beautiful answer to that question and yeah. such a <laughs> such a fascinating so fascinating to consider how your your meaning like not just you Matthew but uh, yeah. but one's performance identity can can get you in touch with who you really are but then once you've gotten in touch with that you do want to close the curtain yeah, and like separate it a little. Yeah. take off the wig and 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 be that because you can't live your life on stage yeah truly (laughs) it's a place that the stage like sex is a good place to visit perhaps even several times a day yes (laughs) but ultimately you need to ground yourself in something that isn't separate and something separate that or like at least you can like kind of face yourself yeah, what's the word for I really want to have a word for being off stage or your like non-sexual self that isn't real. Right, it's not necessarily And uh, I hate the word authentic. I'm not Right, it's not. It, yeah, authenticity can come in both situations, you know. But yeah. it's definitely there there really isn't a word for like kind of stepping stepping out of that kind. Cuz even sex doesn't necessarily have to be performative every time. So no, like totally. you know, so it's like that there isn't a word for like outside of I those No, something something about like being grounded or something yeah. about having time with yourself. Yeah. <laughs> Me parties. Yeah. I like to call them. Yeah. Well, we're going to figure out what that word is. Yeah. In the meantime, is mm-hmm. there anything else that you feel like you want to share about drag or burlesque or your yeah. journey or you know, I actually do want to go back to RuPaul's Drag Race for yes. a second because I feel like there was a lot, a lot of controversy this year. Yes, around. and it it does bring itself back into like trans identities yeah. and mainstream media. Yeah, and I've talked I've talked about this a little bit before, but so as a person who's really been in love, who well, I would say was because in the past few years I have lost a bit of respect for RuPaul. Unfortunately, yeah, there's been um, some. There's been some faux yeah. pas. Speaking of faux pas, there's been yeah. some faux pas. There's an amount that you forget that he's a cis man sometimes. Yeah. And so when he says these things, it kind of jarred. Like, because I think, I for me, I saw him as a drag queen for so long. Yeah. Forgetting that he's like a man out of drag. Yeah. You know? And he's a cis 
yeah. male gay. Yeah. And there's, I think there's always been a little bit like, and like we were saying, like there's a, there's an amount of misogyny that lives within the gay community. Oh, yeah. I mean, even among, even among themselves and outwardly. Yeah. The comments he said, not only about trans women being on the show pre op or pre hormones, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. you know, was the only way they could be on the show, which trash come on absolute trash but also what he said about kind of using his drag identity specific for for me someone who has looked up to him as a specifically a black drag queen yeah for him to distract from his blackness using Mm. if i was say that he's he his comments i wish i had the like the article up but the way the way the what it left with me was that he was because he said something about like black distracting from black rage or something around those huh. along those lines. There was it was that's tough stuff. And it was something in the phrase in the phrasing for me that left a bad taste in my mouth. And it's not to say that he was ignoring his blackness. He was very aware of it. And but I was just so I was so surprised at the way he phrased some things and the way he's talked about some things. RuPaul's Drag Race, to me, like I said, was so transformative and brought to the forefront so many feelings for me. And I'm sure it has for a lot of other people. I mean, there's sure no way has. you can't. You, there's no way you can't with like a hundred some drag queens in like ten to, to like fifteen seasons of a show. Yeah, you know, it. I feel like it's a bit of a letdown to have one of the pillars of your community and basically one of the only like mainstream queer people, especially a queer POC kind of talk down to a whole part of the community in that way and kind of devalue drag in that way because he was like, it's not punk unless you're a dude, basically. Like it's not punk that you do drag if it's, if you're not a dude and that's so fucked up. It's it's fucked up I think, and also incorrect. Yeah, I feel like it's punk as fuck that I get on stage and lip sync in my identity. Yeah. So f- so confidently without any care in the world of what someone else might say. And not only that, but have the have the agency to stand up for it in yeah. that way. Yeah. Like that's yeah. punk as fuck. I agree with you. <laughs> and so I think and it's really unfortunate that it kind of goes to the sidelines, those mm-hmm. conversations. Like, I don't feel like there's been really much follow up on that either. As far as like a conversation with RuPaul to really like figure out like, cause he did apologize, but through Twitter, yeah. uh, like there's, there's only so much 140 characters can say and a couple of pictures of like trans flags. Yeah. And Running your mouth off and being insensitive and, like, showing how out of touch you are. Mm-hmm. And also, thanks for everything that you've done, RuPaul, but you don't get to say what is and isn't right. He is never queer, been... what is and isn't drag, what is and isn't punk. Right, and he also is not the... he. And I think what a lot of people forget is that he's not the be-all end-all yeah and that show is not the be-all end-all yeah what i feel is drag goes as far as like some eyeliner Mm -hmm. and a lip sync all the way to you know 
fantastic costumes with like crazy reveals and intense like characterizations and Mm. all of that like you know it just spans that whole it it, it spans all of that I feel like drag is how you perform gender for people to see like for people to understand Mm. you know what if they don't understand then you've confused someone and then that's even that's even more. That's even, that's even more. That's, that's more even... exciting. There's more. There's more conversations to have, and there will always be more conversations to have about drag and gender and burlesque and performance and how they all coincide and like coalesce. And I just it fascinates me that anybody could just bluntly and say something like, "I don't think trans women do drag after a certain point." You know? I do know what a great pull quote. Well, well done. <laughs> Amazing. Yo, thanks for speaking to that. I just think I just think that there's so there's so there's so much more that drag is and d- deciding that you've it it showed how old he is, really. Yeah, it, I mean, this is why we have to kill our idols. <laughs> exactly. I mean, Precisely. I'm not like, you know, thre- like but like n- kill not... as far as like thought processes. Thank you. Yes. Yeah, yeah. You really have to evaluate mm. what you're idolizing about someone yes you know for me now i know that i was excited about drag like rupaul in the way that he like revolutionized a certain amount of drag and made a certain amount of it mainstream yeah that's super exciting thank you so much you're fantastic yeah do your best but after a certain point like i don't want to talk to him I don't want to be friends with him. I don't know. It sounds like maybe you need to talk to him. Oh yeah. I mean, it would be a fun. It would be a fun conversation, but it would. But like, I don't want to be his friend necessarily. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, yeah, I yeah. and maybe and you know, I, who knows? I don't know him personally, but I know what he has said has really just yeah. given me. Just made me so sad. Made me so sad. Well, I don't want to make you sad. <laughs> I, you have made me so happy today this has been an amazing conversation and i i really feel like this is an example of how this show can be about gender identity and about performance art and then also still about fucking yeah also still about fucking (laughs) thanks for going to all of those places with me yeah so where can people find you on the internet? On the internet. Okay, so I'm going to spell some of it because <laughs> so on Facebook, though I I am on it less than um than I should be probably for promotion pur- purposes, but eh, fuck it. Uh on Teus Bonton, so that's the first name is A N T E U S Bonton B O N T E M P S that's that's Facebook. And then my Instagram, which you should probably follow more so, is um Cite Bon Toms, which is C E T A I T B O N T E M P S. That is Cite Bon Tom. <laughs> Anywhere else on the internet? Uh no, I, I don't really use any of the other platforms. I'm sure you could find me on Twitter, but I don't have the password to that anymore, so don't follow it. Fuck that too. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> what does Cite Bon Tom mean? Uh, it was a good time. Nice. Yeah. Nice. I mean, yeah, that was that was a seller for me. It was like it's oh it 
it was a good time after you think about it for a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> but you might have to think about it for a little bit. And is it any reference at all to True Blood or any like no. tribute at all to True Blood? No, I wish. Well, the, I wish I would have thought about it, but from now on, maybe I will just say it. You should it. just say that it, it's the town from True Blood. Yeah. <laughs> My tagline right now is uh, the baby boy of Alaskan drag, yeah. but maybe it'll just be like that ooky spooky town <laughs> from True Blood. <laughs> just that. Like, not even of Dragon Burlesque, just anything. It's just like that ooky spooky town. Cite Bon Ton. <laughs> God. So funny. <laughs> so funny. And it, so if people, if people, so you mostly are performing in New York these days. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I. Uh, exclusively pretty much if you want me to travel pay me yes <laughs> fuck you pay me yes so what i have coming up i took a lot of september off Good. uh i needed a <laughs> baby boy needed a rest um for october i've got a few things coming up follow me for the rest but those are the most those are the up upcoming ones that you can catch me at soonest well, thank you for coming on the show and sharing everything about your drag journey. And yes, I'll see you on stage. Yes, hell yeah. Thank you. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com.